the City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey, everybody. This is Casey Field, your manager for municipal advocacy at the Municipal Association of South Carolina. And I just have to say, welcome back. Man, how I've missed y'all. I have missed talking to you every week about the legislative action at the State House. And I have missed hearing everybody's comments. I have heard from a couple of people that have really missed the podcast and really want it back. So, Jake, Rick, this is for you. I have invited a special guest. This Who am I kidding? I have the same guest that I have every week. Everybody, welcome Scott Slatton. Good day, everyone. I hope you're well. I hope everyone is sheltering in place in a healthy way and staying well and uh, will remain that way until we emerge on the other side of this. Scott, let's, let's jump, let's jump right into it and let's talk first about the, the Board of Economic Advisors met yesterday and they are talking revenue forecast. It is starkly different than what we're used to with local government funds. Let's let's talk about that for a little bit before we get into the, the action from the, the State House. Sure, sure. Yeah, so the, the BEA met and is trying to get a handle on what revenues for the state's general fund budget are going to look like for the remainder of this fiscal year, which, of course, finishes at the June end 30. of June. Yep. Right. And then uh, they're trying to anticipate what revenues will look like for the fiscal year that will end next June of 2021. What they concluded yesterday was that while revenues are going to fall for the remainder of this fiscal year, we're still going to have, we're still going to be in, in good shape. But even though revenues are predicted to fall for next year, the budget surplus that they had is not going to be, the revenue surplus that they expected is not going to be nearly as big as that's what they've been talking about. If everybody right. will recall, before this whole episode started, the General Assembly was looking at about uh, anywhere between $1.8 and $2.1 billion of additional revenue, recurring and non-recurring. Which is crazy. Um, I mean, that is crazy is, to think that is our surplus. In this well, it, well and that just you know, that's just a testament of how strong the economy was in, right. in the state. But now they are they are looking at less than a billion dollars in additional revenue. So you've gone from potentially 2.1 billion down to less than a billion. It's still more than right, what you right. need. Right. It's still that's additional right. revenue. But that's um, as of Thursday, April 9th, right? That's right. That's okay. right. And okay. and so they're gonna they they will meet again next month and have a little bit better idea but but not much of what revenues are going to look like uh, for the re- remainder of, of the calendar year in particular and they're just going to have to meet and and work through the numbers as tax filings particularly uh yeah particularly personal income tax filings start coming in which are going to be delayed obviously uh what right. to July the 15th July, is the new yeah, deadline so yeah, so it's going to be well after then that that we start to have some some idea of what the uh, the effect of this whole mess is going to be on the uh, on the state's revenues. But and of course, the that, local government fund, they everything should be normal for this fiscal year for the yeah. end of twenty twenty for yeah. June thirty twenty twenty. Right, that's right. So okay. so 
So, so the local government fund is not going to be affected for the end of this, this fiscal year. But next it, year is yeah. next year it could be. Yeah, that's right. And of course, there's a there's a floor according to the law that was passed a couple of years ago of how much of a cut that the uh, local government fund could take. If I were still a city manager, I don't know that I would. I certainly would not be budgeting for an increase in the local government fund allocation for fiscal year 21. But you know, a cut. If there is one, will be uh, will be will be floored out at five percent. Right, and you would plan for that if you were still a city manager. That's right. So the legislature came into session last week, last Wednesday, to deal with two items: <clears throat> one, to continue funding the state government, so government would not shut down if they cannot get a budget before June, the end of the fiscal year, June thirtieth. Um, they also had to deal with a signy die resolution. Signy die is the last day of the session, which is May 14th, in order for the legislature to return before the next legislative session, they have to pass a resolution that dictates how and when and what they can take up so that they can make those decisions themselves. They can call themselves back to handle business should they need to. Scott, let's let's talk about the the continued funding for state budget. And a lot of people have said, have coined CR when they talk about a continuing resolution. In fact, the the issue, the, the two pieces of legislation taken up by the House and Senate were, were bills. They amended bills to, to deal with continued funding, right? Yeah, they were both House bills, actually. Right, yeah. 40, right. That had 40, been yeah, 3485 and 3411, I believe, those were the numbers. Right. So the the House and the Senate each went in at 1 o'clock, and they each debated their own continuing budget bill. So the House has their version and the Senate has their version, both of which they adopted and send, sent them to the opposing, to the opposite chamber. That's right. Then, so why are there two different bills? There are two different bills because there's two different language in the bill. Yeah, and I, I can't answer the question as to why they would take up two separate bills. You know, ideally, you would want to work off of the same bill. So right. un, under, under normal circumstances, a House bill would be passed by the House, then it would go to the Senate, and the Senate would take up that House bill, and uh, everybody's working off the same bill, the same version. And then if there are changes, and then, you know, they would make changes to that 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 one bill, right? And then and then reconcile those changes later on if they if they have to. Well, it, it th- seems that that Sandy Cooper was really through a wrench in this whole thing because each each different each chamber had their own idea of what to do with Sandy Cooper in the in the interim. And therein lies the 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 problem that the House and the Senate encountered. Well, the Senate in particular encountered last week. Right. When they got to the budget, these budget bills. So, so, so we've got, so we've got two bills that deal with continuing to fund state government at current levels for the next fiscal year. It, on this issue, either the House or the Senate can come in prior to June 30th and adopt the other chamber's continuing budget bill. Right. And so they, they're going to have to pass one bill or the other. Right. I mean, that's an easy way Bef- to explain it. There Bef- are a whole lot of other things going on, but that's right. the Bef- easiest way to just break it down. Right. Before June the 30th of this of this calendar year, 
the General Assembly has to pass one of these bills or the other in order to continue funding state government past June 30. If they don't do that, then, of course, state government, you would have essentially have a state government shutdown, which I don't expect to happen. That's not going to happen. No, I don't think so either. I, but, I think they'll they'll come in and, and handle either one. Right. And but, so, here's, but, but I'm going to throw a wrench in all this. I'm, I'm just going to I'm going to sure. throw it all up as if I was throwing up confetti at a party that we're, nobody's going to be able to have anytime soon, unless right. it's with the people that you're quarantining with. Right. So right, right. to toss all that in there, we've been saying June 30th, June 30th, but another big date to deal with is May 14th because that's adjournment. So we've got to have we've got to have a, a sunny die resolution, an adjournment resolution before May 14th. And of course, the sunny die resolution, as you explained, is basically the the procedural step that the House and the Senate have to take and pass in order to allow them to come back and continue doing business past May the 14th. Now, right. they could they could come back, both of them, before May the 14th and do all their business and get it done and, and say, okay, we're done for the year. But like, obviously – Like pass the budget and stuff? Like Pat, they could pass a budget. They could resolve right. this, this Santee Cooper issue. But that's, that's not going to happen. So – Right. They have to come back, at least the House does, because the Senate passed a sine die resolution. That's right. So the House adjourned last Wednesday with only passing a continuing budget bill. The They did not pass a sine die resolution. So both chambers have to pass the sine die resolution. So the Senate introduced S-1194, which is their version of the sine die resolution. You know, Scott, something else I thought about, honestly, is I was I was – Looking over the the signing die resolution, it, if the House amends the signing die resolution, the Senate will have to come back to deal with the amendment. Yeah. I'm getting ahead yeah. of myself. I'm getting in the weeds. Yeah. So the signing die resolution gives the President of the Senate, Senator Harvey Peeler, and the Speaker of the House, Speaker Jay Lucas, their the ability to call each chamber back into session. So the House has to come back, like you said, Scott, in order to pass the signing die resolution before May 14th. Because without it, the House, the House cannot come back. The House without cannot it, come back after May the 14th without passing the signing die resolution. Neither one can. It has to, oh, really? They okay. So, so they both have to pass it in order for either chamber to come back. So the resolution also, it says, so it says it outlines what they can take up, which is pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. Then the resolution also brings them back for six legislative days in September to consider the same things that have been outlined, which is um, you can take any action on any bill that passed one chamber or the other prior to May 14th. So that includes the business license bill. Yep. That bill passed the House chamber back in February, March, yep. February. Yep. And it includes, um, that would include the hospitality and accommodations tax bill, Senate Bill 217. Right. right. What, month, yep. what month is it today? What's Today, this is this. We're still in April. April, okay. All right, yeah. April. I got really February seems like it was two years ago. Right. Right. They can consider any legislation related to COVID, and they can consider conference reports and appointments, just like any regular signing die resolution. So they can come back in September, and then after they adjourn September twenty fourth, that signing die resolution narrows considerably to issues they can take up before November 8th. And then after that is 
the election, and then the new legislative um, body will come in, the new House and Senate, with, the you know, the people that they've newly elected with retirees and anybody right. that happens to lose their election. They come in in December for their reorg- reorganizational session. Yeah, and as and as Senator Shane Massey from Edgefield, who's the, the Senate Majority Leader, explained right. as he was explaining the Sunny Die resolution that was that the Senate passed, talking about after September the 24th, uh, basically you're it, 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 it's everything's off the table except for essentially Santee Cooper at that point. Right. So right. that's that's how what he explained. But so the Senate passed this. The House right. did not has not passed the Senate. So they got the House So they got to come back. The yeah, House they has have to come back. Yeah. And the House is going to have to come back before May the 14th. That's correct. So we are we don't know. They haven't decided yet. Nobody knows when they're coming back yet. They're still thinking about it, talking about it and seeing what's going to be um you know Speaker Lucas is very concerned about the safety of his members, the safety of the staff, and of everybody. So, of course, they're taking that into consideration. If anybody watched it last week, streaming, everybody, ha- you know, most everybody, everybody on the desk had on masks and gloves. Um, a lot of the members had on masks and gloves. Yep. They were sitting apart from each other. So, I think everybody up there, I know, is taking every precaution they can at this time from working from home. But when they come into session, they just don't, you know, they have a choice but to be around each other. We we will keep you updated on what's going to happen as soon as we know, as soon as they make a decision. I'm sure it will be on the Twitter, and Scott follows the Twitter a good bit. Um, yeah, there was a lot – there were a lot of selfies that were posted on the Twitter. Really? From House members wearing masks and gloves and – You know, I don't – I'm um, not on the Twitter. I'm on the gram. Um, but I'm not on the Twitter or the the Facebook, so yeah, I miss yeah, out but, on that sometimes. Yeah, well, you know, you need to you need to get, become hip like the rest what, of us and start right, following exactly. people on the Twitter. I don't um, know about that. I do. I do have to make a really good joke though. From the dome to your home has a whole new meaning now because we are literally at home. I am shocked that I have not had a dog bark or a kid come in here and ask me how to do fractions or help read a book or spell a word right now. But you know what? We're we're making it work. The association staff has done an amazing job at making working from home while following the dome. God, isn't that great? Um, from the dome to your, our home to your home. Right. <laughs> right. From the dome to my, to my home to your home. Scott, your parting words from you. Give me some Well, and, and you you mentioned uh Casey how the association staff has is we're all obviously we've all been working from home for a while. Right. Uh, but that does not mean that we have not been supporting our member cities and towns. Oh, absolutely. If, you, if, if you're, if you're listening and you haven't uh, looked at the COVID-19 resources page on, on the Municipal Association's website at www.masc.se, you, better. yes, you are missing out on some really good products and some guidance from absolutely. our staff, particularly our general counsel and our two field services managers. With regard to emergency meetings, public hearings, we're going to be pushing out uh, some guidance on adopting temporary budgets for cities and towns. Uh, cities and towns are not authorized by law to pass continuing resolutions. So you've got to adopt a budget, and we're suggesting and, and will suggest how you do that through uh, through these training resources. So keep an eye out for that and, and Scott, take advantage of those. Some, um, 
aren't there some training videos to, to help yeah. everybody? Yeah, the training videos are out there. There's some really good resources that we've put together remotely. Of course, you can always call Jeff Shacker and uh, Charlie Barano, the two field services managers, if you need immediate assistance. They are on the phones. Uh, they are on video. They are – we are all using GoToMeeting and other online right. meeting platforms. So uh, we're – it's still – it's – it's as much as business as usual as uh, as we can maintain, and fortunately, we've been able to keep our business going to to a great extent. So, uh, I right, would right. Have everybody please continue to uh, to use us as a resource. We're all on cell phones, email, text message. I mean, you name it, we're we're on it, and we're we're all talking every day, multiple times a day, especially as needed. And we're pushing out these emails. If you're not getting the COVID-19 email, is it about every day, Scott, or every other every day? Every day, yeah, we've been pushing okay. out our, our communications folks, uh, Russell Cox, Meredith Hauk, and Ashley Hare have been pushing out an Uptown update every, just about every day with the latest information uh, that we can bring to you, and then that, that information is getting put onto the website as well. And that's, that's everybody gets that email, right? That's right. They should, okay. If you get an Uptown update, you should be getting the Uptown update every day. Perfect. Everybody, thanks for listening to us. We hope to be back sooner rather than later, but we're going to do what's best for everybody. Jake, Rick, I hope you all enjoyed this. I hope you listened to it this week. And please call us, email us if you have any questions. Scott, any any advice, anything we can do, anything else we can do? I think we've pretty well covered it. Everybody just stay safe, and uh, we'll see you on the other side of this thing very soon, I hope. That's right. Take care of yourselves, and we will be back with more information and more updates from the State House in Columbia. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.